everyone, and welcome to another episode of Broke Bitch Anonymous. This episode is going to be short and sweet because I'm currently stuck in Miami, and let's check. It is 11, 12 in the morning, so it's actually past the checkout time. I was supposed to check out at 11, and to be honest, I already recorded a version of this episode last night, and I don't know what the fuck is wrong with Spotify or whatever I'm doing, but the version that keeps uploading is not the version I recorded. There's things that I changed and edited, and all of the old shit is still in there, and the new better shit will not upload, so... Unfortunately, that episode has already gotten a few plays and I really pray that like no one was really listening because I feel like it was bad. And as anyone who stayed in Miami for more than three days knows, once you're here on vacation or a work trip for really, I'm going to give it 48 hours, Miami starts to fuck with your head. There's so much that goes on out here. The people are, I mean, very intense on both sides. Like, there's a lot of women that come down here to get their bodies done. There's a lot of guys that come down here or live here to show off with their cars and their jewelry. And it's really a city of flexing and showing off and living a certain type of lifestyle that whether you want to live that lifestyle or not, it's easy to get sucked up and wrapped into it. And I feel like it just messes with your head when you start coming down here, being down here for more than a couple days. So this is my sixth day here, which is kind of weird because I didn't even know I was going to be down here this week. Initially, I had left Atlanta last Thursday to go to New Jersey because I was supposed to record an episode of Off the Record with my friend Academics. He asked me to come on his podcast, and of course, I was fucking so excited and said yes and got there as soon as possible but what happened was when I got to Jersey the night before we recorded uh off the record Ak found out that he was interviewing Kodak in Miami so he said you can come you know we're going to Miami this is what's happening this is the plan and of course like once again I was really fucking excited anyone who knows me you, if anyone who knows me is listening to this, you know that Kodak is one of my all-time favorite artists. I think he is like a... He's... Not even I think. I mean, it's just a fact. He is a living legend. Not only is the 2016 Freshman Cypher List one of the most iconic... I think the most iconic freshman class ever. They went on to influence music and influence hip-hop. Still to this day, I feel like that roster is responsible for so much of the music that we call hip-hop now whether it's uzi or kodak or 21 savage like you cannot deny the influence of that roster and honestly i think 2016 was around the time was around the time that i started to become a really big kodak fan but to me he's in my top five uh i've always just sort of loved florida artists and anyone who i guess has followed me on fucking instagram for a while probably knows that me and Jackboy used to go on Instagram Live together and we had a little friendship or whatever you want to call it. Uh, And obviously they had their falling out. So when I met Kodak, it was an interesting situation because I ended up being on a podcast with him about dating, the Fresh and Fit podcast, which anyone who's, you know, spends a lot of time on YouTube has probably come across them. They 
have been doing crazy numbers recently. I think they've really tapped into a, a interesting niche, even if maybe sometimes it's controversial. And people want to call them problematic and people want to call one of the hosts Myron like an asshole because he kicks girls off and whatever. I don't think that they are assholes in real life. They're actually very sweet people. They were very accommodating and they've kind of cracked the YouTube code as the YouTube code is written right now because a lot of the videos that they've been putting out have just been going viral, doing crazy numbers, and we were actually using their studio to record uh, the Kodak Black interview. Ak was using it. So after they finished recording that interview, Kodak was nice enough to agree to do an episode of Fresh and Fit. And since I was already there, they let me come on the show. It was kind of a roundtable interview dating questionnaire type of thing. And I really, this is the last position I would have ever expected to find myself in. But when they asked me if I would date Kodak or why we would be a good fit, I really like stumbled because not only like my history with Jack Boy, which is really not much of a history at all, but just knowing that like we used to talk and <laughs> trying to pitch myself to Kodak, I was like, damn, I really feel like a fucking industry hoe right now, which I don't think I am, and I'm not really trying to cap or anything like that. It just, it was kind of an awkward situation, and thankfully, I was not the one who had the most awkward situation. I mean, I guess when you're putting a bunch of girls around a table with a superstar, a lot of weird, awkward shit is going to happen, and I think people's true nature is probably going to be revealed more than anyone wants it to be revealed, but that was one of the reasons why, after the episode... If anyone watched the Fresh and Fit interview, you probably saw one of the girls, uh, Melody, who's a porn star, really, really pitch herself to Kodak. Like, she was just going in, and she's also, she told me before the episode started filming that she's from Broward. You know, she's been following Sniper Gang for a long time. She's a massive Kodak fan. She also didn't know that she was going to be meeting him today. But just like me, she was like, I feel like this was meant to be. Like, I am one of the biggest Sniper Gang fans of all time. I'm fucking ready to do this. I'm ready to have fun with it. I'm ready to shoot my shot, you know, whatever. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, you got this. Like, you shoot your shot. I really, at this point, I'm not trying to fuck Kodak for a million different reasons, but mainly because at this point in my life and in my career, I'm 29. I have fucked rappers in the past. I've kind of got it out of my system. And with Kodak... If we are ever going to have any sort of friendship or relationship, which I really do not expect at all for us to have, I mean, that would be a fucking massive reach. But then again, I didn't expect to be in Miami, so you never really know what's going to happen. But if we ever meet up again or run into each other, the last thing I really want with a person like him is to just be known as, you know, a girl that you fucked once and then kind of forgot about or whatever. Um, to me, that wasn't or isn't really the goal. Plus, I was out there with, you know, other guys, like, not even that I, it was anything that I was in a relationship with someone or anything like that. But I just wasn't trying to do anything with Kodak. So I was like, you know what, Melody, you got this. <laughs> I'm gonna stay out your way. Go for it. And if you watch the episode, you'll see that she's talking about, you know, like, sucking his toes and like, he could pee on her and like I'm sorry if anyone's listening to this and is just like whoa what the fuck (laughs) 
But she, you know, just talking crazy, talking wild, how, like, when you suck a guy's dick, their, like, ass has to be wet. Like, just all of this stuff that I guess, like, even for me as a stripper, like, I feel weird talking so explicit especially around a situation where it's a bunch of different types of people and especially like on youtube live on air where you really don't know who's watching but i guess for her like she's very very comfortable with her sexuality and like just comfortable not having or feeling like she has to impress anyone necessarily so she was just talking saying whatever the fuck she wanted to say and It was really funny to watch and witness because the awkwardness of that around that table was just like expeditiously higher as the moments went on. And she was actually supposed to come on my podcast last night. And that's why this episode is late. Like I was kind of holding out for it. I really wanted to talk to her about the experience because we ended up having a really interesting conversation the next day when a few of us went on some yacht boat ride thing, which I guess is a regular thing to do on a Sunday in Miami. But she ended up coming with us and her and I were talking about, you know, the experience of meeting Kodak, which for me, to be honest, like, I don't say this lightly because I think, you know, like I said before, I've met a lot of celebrities in the past. And to be honest, a lot of them have been kind of disappointing. I don't think I'm like unique for this. I feel like women... Now, especially young women, especially if you're kind of attractive or you have any sort of social media or internet presence, whether that's because you do OnlyFans or because, you know, you are some kind of influencer or even if you're a dancer or whatever, if you have some kind of internet pull or presence, you're probably going to come into contact or interact with some of your favorite celebrities almost inevitably, like whether it's because you DM them and they see your DM or they somehow reach out to you or one of their one of the guys on their team reaches out to you because they want you to come be in a music video or come to a party it's really not hard anymore to meet some of like the biggest artists or stars in the world i know that might sound crazy but i think it's pretty regular for regular girls to end up meeting superstars and what doesn't get talked about as often as like oh yeah, I fucked him and it it was so exciting. And, you know, all of these stories in YouTube story time videos that get made around this idea of meeting celebrities is the fact that often when you meet your favorite celebrity, it's really not that exciting. Like beyond the fact that maybe you're starstruck for a minute or two, ultimately you have to realize that you and this man lead very 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 different lives like they're literally a superstar and you are I mean doing whatever you're doing you probably don't have that much in common and not only that like in those moments of interaction they might not be opening up to you fully whether it's because you know they just don't really want to talk or it's because they don't fully trust you to actually be honest and open with you or because they're trying to impress you. And then on the other hand, you as the woman is probably also trying to impress them. So suddenly your words aren't really coming out the way that they would if you were just talking to a girlfriend, whether or not it's because you're being more quiet because you're shy or because you're again trying to impress them and like you can't really, you don't feel like you can speak openly and honestly. So there's a lot of situations where you end up meeting your favorite rapper, your favorite artist and like 
it's kind of a boring and lifeless interaction. And I think both parties end up leaving disappointed. And as much as I think Melody was really excited to have met Kodak, and if you watch the behind the scenes parts of that interview after, or if you follow any of the meme pages that picked up on the whole exchange, like Grand Wizard or any of the kind of Instagram meme pages that follow hip hop, you will see that at the end of the interview, a bunch of us were actually standing around a table. Kodak wanted to order Domino's, so we got like four extra large Domino's pizzas. We're all standing, we're all chilling, eating pizza, drinking. It's super chill. And Melody, I guess, is still kind of not necessarily shooting her shot, but being friendly with Kodak and kind of wanting to interact with him, which I totally understand. And I guess some other guys on his team also were trying to fuck with her. So a bunch of them are recording things that she's saying. And again, she's talking about some of the stuff that she does for her work, whether it's like getting a train ran on her or, you know, shit that happens when you work in porn uh, that I can't really speak to too much because to be honest, porn is something that I'm very unfamiliar with, like from an industry standpoint or anything. I don't even really watch porn to be 100% real because like I just don't really find it that whatever it's supposed to be. But a bunch of them are asking her all these questions. She's answering them like very honestly, which honest, I really fucking respect. And I guess afterwards that experience left her feeling, I mean, more or less disappointed because the next morning when I asked her about how she felt after meeting Kodak, because I was like fucking beaming. Like I was so happy to have just had those moments of chilling and eating pizza and even doing an interview with him and just kind of not necessarily getting to know him as a person because we really didn't speak that much, but still having, you know, this night chilling with Kodak Black, who to me has been a living legend. And so long story short, we're on the boat, we're talking about meeting Kodak and I don't want to put words in her mouth or anything like that. So I'm just going to keep it quick But she pretty much tells me that she was just kind of disappointed by the whole interaction. And that is where I want to start this episode off at. Not only because she was going to come on the show and talk more about the experience, but also because I think maybe the biggest takeaway from this whole situation, other than I think Kodak is a fucking living legend, not to be too repetitive about that, But even with the biggest living legends or your biggest idols, maybe especially with your biggest idols, I feel like as women, maybe also this applies to men, but I think, you know how people say, like, never meet your idols? Maybe that's true to some extent, but I don't really think meeting your idols is the problem. I feel like we should change the saying to never try to fuck your idols. I think that when you try, when you're trying to fuck someone, when you're trying to impress them in that way of being attractive on a level that they actually want to, you know, spend some one-on-one time with you, especially the dynamic between men and women, there's so much that ends up getting lost in translation. Like I said before, because you might you know, be trying to speak differently or be not as talkative because you're trying to impress them. They might be a little bit more standoffish and closed off because they don't fully trust you. You're both kind of speaking two different languages. And usually, 
I don't think, especially when it comes to dealing with someone who's famous, it ends that well. I mean, this is also something that I think can be applied to just men and women in general. There's some kind of freedom that comes from not trying to impress the person that you're speaking to in that way. And and maybe it's because, like I said, I've been in Miami for three days too long. But there's been a lot of things that have happened on this trip that have just made me feel like men and women are speaking two different languages. And I don't know what the solution is, but like, I really want this to stop happening. For example, even my decision to stay out here in Miami, most of the reason why I chose to stay, because I was supposed to, and I still have to go back to New Jersey after this to pick up my computer, pick up a bunch of my shit that I left there before I go to Atlanta, But a big part of the reason why I decided to stay was because I felt like I was annoying the guys who I was with. Like I was kind of in their way. I didn't want to seem too dependent on them. And so as a solution, I offered to stay and pay for my own trip back, which is a whole other fucking L that I took. Because if you're with people who not only have millions of dollars, but also have a production budget that pays for these types of things, pays for these trips and pays for their team to go on these trips, then why is little old me who, yes, I have some money now, but I'm not fucking rich. Why am I paying for my own flight when no one even asked me to pay for my own flight? So I guess broke bitch habits die hard or want to be rich. I don't know what you want to call it. But anyways, the reason why I decided to stay out here was because I thought that's what the guys wanted me to do. I thought they wanted their own space. Come to find out a day after I booked my own flight back a few days after them and booked my own hotel to get out of their hair, they that they were mad at me and upset with me because I left them. Like, what got lost in the fucking woodwork? What got lost in translation so much that I did the polar opposite of what they wanted me to do? And then that same night we went back we filmed another fresh and fit episode and this one i think is actually the better fresh and fit episode even better than the kodak black one because it was very raw i think it was very genuine and it was very unexpected which i guess can be kind of the best most spontaneous most kind of real and organic content but the last episode we did ak wasn't even supposed to be on it he wanted to be the producer because he'd already done one episode, he had just filmed another interview, you know, he had been doing a lot. So he was like, I'm just going to be the producer. I don't need to be doing this. His friend Silky, who was also a streamer, was going to be on it. And Leaf, who's like this, his main guy. If you guys see the episode, you'll see them on there. So they were supposed to be on it. And Ak was going to be just producing behind the scenes. But I guess when you are as big as he is and as big of a broadcaster as he is, like who just is obviously very fucking good at what he does. It was hard for the guys who host Fresh and Fit, Fresh and Fit, to have him off camera. I guess they wanted him to be on and he, you know, always has a lot to say. So they started asking him questions and somehow he ended up being part of the show. And to me, this was the best moment kind of halfway through where... Ak started grilling the girls who were on the show and a lot of them had gotten rich off of OnlyFans, like... And I'm talking rich, rich, like millions of dollars. The one girl pulled up in a new G-Wagon. Their, you know, their necks are iced out. The other girl got offended because someone asked her if she made six figures. And she was like, 
of course I make fucking six figures like it was some chump change to her. These girls are successful. They've made a lot of money off of OnlyFans. And all the power to them, like, they are hustlers. And you really can't take that away from them. Whether or not you want a girl that does their type of hustle, the fact is they're hustlers. But what was really interesting was that Ak started to tell them what he as a man wants from a girl and what kind of men in general or the men that he knows wants from a woman. And that is the fact that they would rather be with a broke girl who has like $15 left in her bank account rather than someone who has millions of dollars but got those millions of dollars from sucking a bunch of dicks on camera for the world to see. So I guess it makes sense. I'm really not trying to judge these women at all because I'm literally a dancer And at the same time, I think it's kind of a contradiction for men to want some kind of unicorn girl who has never really been involved with anything or anyone and just sits at home and waits for them to come home while they're out partying on a yacht with a bunch of hoes, which is really what it sounded like the guys wanted, a woman that doesn't really exist. And even if she does exist, I highly doubt that those types of dudes who are out all the time, who are in the mix, who are partying, who, you know like to have women around are going to end up actually genuinely hitting it off with a girl that is has been sheltered for more or less her whole life and doesn't go out and doesn't have a past and doesn't have a history. So there's a lot to unpack in that whole exchange. But the most interesting part about it was when Ak was telling them these things and when Leaf and Silky were also telling them these things, if you watch the interview... It is almost like the women and the guys are speaking two different languages. Like, the guys are telling the women what they want, and the women are just not... They don't... I don't know if they don't hear it, but they're not comprehending the message. Their their rebuttals are just, like, these absurd questions, like, well, if you do this to your girl, then they're gonna fuck the plumber, or, like, just this weird shit that it's, like... Are these women understanding what the guys are saying? Are they choosing not to hear it because their own egos might be hurt if they do? Like, what is going on? Why are we misunderstanding each other to such a fucking high degree? Like, is it just Miami? Is it just, like, being, I don't know, am I an honorary 304 now? Is it just being a 304 where you don't understand what men are fucking saying? I don't know, but it was really bizarre. It made for really good content. And if you haven't watched the interview, I would really encourage you to to do that. But at the same time, like, I was just starting to think, you know, I guess on Fresh and Fit, they talk a lot about womanese or the fact that you need to decipher what women are saying and read between the lines of it. Because often we say one thing and we kind of mean another. And I guess they're right to an extent. And maybe this just proved that. But I I mean, I guess men are also speaking some kind of different language. I don't want to get too much into it and get too like Jordan Peterson about it, but I thought it was interesting, and if you haven't checked out the interview, definitely, definitely do. And because I really don't want to spend too much time on this whole Miami trip, I want to get back into, you know, hustling and making money and talking to other people, other women who are hustling in different ways to get a bag. I'm going to tell one more story about some fucking misunderstanding that happened to me with a dude here in Miami. And just to relay it back to, like, business and making money, I do think that, like, this is important in a sense, no matter what business you're in or what position you're in, because, like, ultimately, you have to know how to communicate effectively if you want to be successful in any business. 
And that goes for men and women communicating between themselves and to each other. It's very important. And if we keep continuing to have these like kind of big or small misunderstandings that end up leading to more permanent choices down the road, I don't know if that's the best way to be living. I think that there must be a better way to actually be able to understand each other or at least to be aware of the fact that when we speak, we're coming from different places and we have to learn how to sort of read between the lines of what the other party is saying. So I guess what I'm trying to say is in business, you got to know how to communicate effectively and also to understand what someone else is saying when maybe they're not the best and most effective communicator. So hopefully it's this whole spiel is relevant to anyone and isn't as boring as I think it might be because I'm not talking so explicitly about being in the strip club or, you know, meeting up with sugar daddies and all that stuff. I mean, to be honest, there's a lot of fucking sugar daddies in Miami. And I had a few of them hit me up since I've been down here, just like random dudes that I've met just from, I don't even know how the fuck I met them. And I just can't, I can't do it anymore. It's too much emotional labor. I'm tired. I don't want to entertain them straight up. I would rather spend the night alone in my hotel room, getting a fucking Cuban sandwich and watching YouTube. And that is actually what I've done for the last two nights, just sort of recovering and spending the days at the beach. And I feel a lot, a lot better than I had when we were filming every day and recording podcasts and all of that stuff. As much as that was amazing and exciting and I'm so deeply deep like just I can't even really express it how grateful I how grateful I am to have been given those opportunities not only to do fresh and fit a couple times which was cool but really to do axe podcast off the record that was a giant giant moment for me probably one of the biggest things I've done in my career I don't know if that sounds sad to say but it really was colossal for me especially after getting fired from double xl and feeling like so many people in the music industry had sort of exiled me and just left me for dead and just really not wanted to see me succeed or do anything well. To have someone like Ak, who has been a friend of mine for a while, who I haven't ever spoken about publicly because I kind of like to keep the good things and the good relationships in my life private at this point, to have someone like him step up and actually let me do his podcast and give me that platform and help build my own show just through doing that was really incredible. And I'm so fucking deeply grateful to him and grateful for this whole trip. And yeah, let me get back on track. But yeah, let me get back on track real quick because they are probably about to come kick me out of this hotel room. I can actually hear the cleaner outside and I hope you guys can't hear it too much because my whole, you know, mic situation, you guys know that it's not great. You know, I normally record from my closet, but now I'm in a room with, I think, pretty bad acoustics. There's a hardwood floor. There's a bunch of tiles. So I'm hoping that this sound isn't reverberating too much. And if it is, I promise, I promise, I promise that I am going to get better with my equipment. If nothing else, being around off the record and being around the fresh and fit guys and being in their studio has made me realize that if there's anything you are going to be spending money on as a quote-unquote creator which I guess I am now it probably definitely should include your equipment because that just makes a fucking world of difference and I really got to step up my game and stop thinking that I'm like somehow above everyone that spends money on microphones and good cameras and shit like that and actually a lot of them fresh and fit in them were challenging me about why I haven't 
started doing a visual element and even when we were on the yacht they were always I mean they're the type of people where it's like they're always recording they're always filming content whether it's for a vlog or some kind of IGTV or some shit for me I like to keep a lot of my personal life more private or just not necessarily film every single thing of course I want to get a few pictures off but I would rather tell the story how I from what I remember and how I felt about it instead of just having a vlog. But at the same time, I don't know if that's just an excuse and I don't know if I'm just being lazy. So they were telling me like, you got to film it like this, you got to do this. So maybe one day, I mean, at the same time, I think I still have this like pretension in my mind of being some kind of intellectual writer, which is complete bullshit at this point. So maybe I just need to get the fucking vlog camera out and start just going ham with that. I don't know. I don't I haven't decided yet, but I will get better at my equipment soon. So hopefully this audio isn't too, too terrible. But let me just leave it at this before they kick me out of this hotel room. One more misunderstanding that happened between me and a dude here in Miami One of the nights, the first night that I checked into my hotel room, the same day, like a few hours before we filmed that last Fresh and Fit episode with Leaf and Silky and Ak, somebody that I know, somebody that I've known for a while, who I last hung out with the summer of 2020, so I have not seen him in a while, hit me to hang out. And most women can relate to the fact that you kind of know whether or not you want to hook up with someone within, I would argue, and I argued on Fresh and Fit, Within the first five minutes of meeting them, I mean, your attraction is, comes earlier, I think, like within the first one minute or the first 15 seconds even, you know if you're attracted to somebody, but you got to give it a few minutes to see when they open their mouths, if they sound like a complete idiot or if they just totally fuck it up and say something out of left field. But within the first five minutes, you kind of know what you want to do with the person. And within the first five minutes of meeting this guy, when I first met him last year, I mean, I just knew I wasn't down in that way. I'm not even going to say I respected his work or anything like that, but he seemed cool. I'm always down to make, you know, not always down to make new friends. That's actually really ironic. He literally just DM'd me. It's fine. I'm just going to, I don't know, speak of the devil and they will appear. But I just figured I didn't know that many people in Miami. He wanted to link up, so we linked up. And it was fun. But you know when you're with a guy... And they're trying to hook up and you don't necessarily want to hurt their feelings. But at the same time, you really don't want anything to happen. So you start making up excuses like you have your period when maybe you don't. I'm sorry, women do do this. I have done this. Or, you know, you have to do something early in the morning or later that night or whatever. You start making up excuses, hoping you're not going to bruise their ego, but also hoping that they're going to read between the lines and realize that like the point and the fact of all of this is like you just don't want to fuck them and please just can they leave you alone and just call it a night so it's not awkward for the both of you? That was kind of the situation the last time we hung out. And then this time when he hit me to hang out again, I once again thought I had made it very clear that I was in Miami with other dudes, that I was busy later that night filming a podcast. So even if he wanted to hang out like late, late or anything like that, or God forbid, like spend the night, that that was off the table. But If he wanted to just chill for a couple hours and go get some food or get a drink or whatever, we could do that. So he agreed. I thought we were on the same page because I had been very honest with him about, you know, what I was doing and why I was out here and the fact that I was pretty busy. And as soon as we kind of met, I realized that the vibe was a little bit 
off and that maybe what I had been saying was not being understood in the way I hoped it would be. He pulled up in this big black suburban SUV, which I have to, I guess, respect it. I mean, it was it's cool. I, I like driving around in a car like that. It makes you feel like you're some kind of celebrity or someone important. But it was a little bit weird because he wasn't even driving the car. He had a driver. And it's not that he isn't successful. He is, but he's not that lit. He's not famous. I know way people that are way more famous than him that drive themselves around. No offense. that not. It's not like you have to be driving yourself. But it was a little bit strange that there was this suited chauffeur driving us around. And... Immediately after I got in the car, he suggested that we go back to my hotel, which, first of all, no, because we just, I just met up with you and I thought I had made it clear that that's not what I wanted to do. And second, like, if he is this big boss, then why wouldn't we just go to hang out at his place? Like, why doesn't he have some nice big place that we can chill at instead of chilling out in my, you know, mid range fucking hotel room in South Beach? So I just started to get the vibe that. There was some kind of level of cap going on and it just felt strange. And I knew that I should have maybe been appreciative of the fact that maybe he was just trying to impress me, but it just felt off. And you know, when you're in a situation where you don't really want to be there, but it's too soon to leave and you don't really know how to leave. So I suggested that we go get food or just go somewhere in South Beach and that he pick because he's the one who's from Miami. I'm not from here. I don't really know the good spots or, you know, the regular spots that someone like him would like to go to. So he chooses that we go to some diner, which I thought was kind of an odd choice because the diner is pretty much empty. It's already late at night. I'm not really trying to eat like bacon and eggs at that point. But once we get there, I figure maybe the thing is turning around. Maybe the mood's turning around because he orders two shots of Casamigos. We get some spinach dip and we're chilling it's fine, you know, the conversation isn't exactly scintillating, but it could be a lot worse, and I'm finally thinking, like, all right, bet, maybe I can actually be friends with this person. Tell me how, about 10 minutes into our sitting down and talking, he starts grilling me on everything that's happened in my career, or whatever remains of it, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, but he starts grilling me about why I'm not writing as much anymore. Well, because writing barely pays anything and because I got fired from half of my fucking writing jobs and then COVID knocked the rest of them out. Or why I'm not doing Instagram lives with artists like I used to, which in case anyone who hasn't watched a fucking awkward ass Instagram live with some random journalist and one of your favorite artists knows that not only are they like the cringiest interviews ever to watch, They also don't really do anything except give that journalist more clout. Like, artists are more than capable of going on Instagram Live themselves alone without some kind of awkward reporter beside them on the bottom screen asking them dumb questions and expressing on their own how they're feeling or what they want from their label or whatever. I would argue that Instagram Live is one of the platforms that artists feel the most comfortable on being themselves when they're alone. So a random reporter isn't really necessary to like facilitate that. And when it comes to the artist interviews that actually are fucking good and are dope, those are the interviews like ACT just did with Kodak, where they had built a relationship over years of working with each other and supporting each other. And they had put that legwork in to actually have some level of like mutual respect and comfort around each other. So the content 
not only was better and deeper and more insightful than just like some random questions fired off on Instagram live, but it also just, (sighs) damn, my rant just got a pause in it. But no, there's also something about being in person with someone that you really can't mimic even over Zoom or any of that other bullshit, but especially not a platform like Instagram live. So I'm trying to explain all this to him, but really not feeling I have to explain myself that much. Just more, again, not knowing what this interaction really is and why either of us are a part of it anymore at this point. And I guess he's not really picking up what I'm putting down because instead of hearing me out, this man just tells me straight up that he thinks I fell off. Which, if you think that, cool, bruh. Amazing. Congratulations to you. Maybe I did fall off in some like weird clout chasey empty Instagram shit, which frankly, thank God I fell off from that. I am good on that. I would much rather be some crazy bitch who, I don't know, is a fan of the intellectual dark web and has her own podcast and actually has real real relationships with people that not only matter, but like care about me. So if some random person I barely know thinks I fell fell off, cool. I'm not even going to start even addressing the fact that like this is the first time I've been in Miami where I can actually afford to like pull myself up in a nice hotel room where I'm not literally taking the bus to and from South Beach because I don't want to pay for an Uber because I can't really afford it. Like this is the first time in my life that I have like tens of thousands of dollars saved that things are actually coming together for me in a way that like I'm not just dreaming about them coming together. But anyway, none of that even matters. He tells me I fell off and instantly I'm just like, oh, fuck, I want to get out of here. How the fuck do I get out of here? So I suggest we leave. We get back in his fucking chauffeured SUV and I'm just feeling like this whole exchange is weird. Like, I wish we went to a nicer restaurant. I wish we didn't have this random dude here listening to our conversation. I wish this dude that I'm with wasn't even here. How do like how do I get out of this? And I don't know how this happened, but my dumb ass ended up letting him come back up to my hotel room. I will take full responsibility for that. I wanted him to leave. And I didn't really know, I guess, I should have just told him, like, I gotta go now, I gotta go film the podcast, but I still hadn't heard back from the podcast people, I ended up going there, like, an hour after he left, but I didn't know what to say, which, that's fully my fault, and somehow he ended up coming back here, I had a bottle of Patron in my room, so we had a couple shots of Patron, we're chilling, I'm playing him, like, I don't know, fucking No Cap and Nardo Wick and songs that... I don't think you're the sexiest hookup songs. And tell me how this man literally takes his whole dick out. Like, what? I'm just sitting on the bed and he takes his fucking dick out. And he says, you like, ugh, I can't even repeat. I don't even think I can repeat it. But something about the fact that I like made his dick hard. So now I have to do something with it. And my mind is just, like, doing backflips throwing up where I'm just thinking, like, on what fucking planet is the fact that you bought me two shots of Casamigos and some fucking spinach dip, does that mean that now I owe you any sort of interaction with your dick? Like, or does that even suggest to you that I might want to see your dick? Like, please put it away. (laughs) What are you doing? 
And so I tell him no. I once again probably offer too much of an explanation at the fact that, like, I'm just really not looking to hook up with some random person right now. Like, that's not the type of time I'm on. I'm in Miami with other people. I'm busy tonight. Like, this is not happening. This is not the vibe. So eventually, I guess he gets the message and he leaves kind of feeling rejected or something because he actually texted me after some bullshit, which I didn't reply to. But eventually, I got my shit together and went to go film Fresh and Fit. And we recorded that legendary episode. So I'm really glad that somehow I was able to maneuver that situation into not hooking up with someone I didn't want to hook up with because I know sometimes younger me and other women have been in those similar situations and you end up just kind of hooking up with the person because hooking up with them almost feels easier than continuing to give an explanation about why you don't want to hook up with them. And I know that probably sounds fucked up, but that's definitely true more than it isn't. I'm not saying that it's sexual assault or anything like that, but I know I've been in situations where I've ended up hooking up with people that I didn't want to hook up with just because like I didn't really know how to get out of it. And thankfully, as you get older, you start to realize like your own worth and that you can just tell them to pretty much get the fuck out. So I'm grateful for that. And I'm very, 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 very grateful for this trip. I know that this episode was kind of all over the place and I regret that. And I wish that I had just filmed the interview with Melody last night. I mean, hopefully we can do it again. I would like to talk to a porn star soon and I would like to get more of her perspective about meeting Kodak and how kind of her biggest idol turned out to be a disappointment. But for now, I'm just going to leave it at the fact that I'm very grateful for all of this. And you guys know that like, I don't like to keep things too positive. I'm really not a good vibes only person. I would much rather have just an honest conversation instead of some bullshit about how everything is amazing when everything is terrible but this trip really has been incredible I'm very deeply grateful for it and while I'm ready to get the fuck out of Miami and go back to New Jersey which I'm doing in a few hours I think this is the type of week where you don't know how it affects you how it's going to affect your life until you look back on it because between meeting Kodak between doing Axe podcast between going like viral on Fresh and Fit I didn't know any of this was going to happen like I said I didn't even know I was going to be down here but Now that it's happened, I know that this is just like the beginning. 